Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting, the only podcast featuring birthday girl Marissa Riley. Oh my god! <laughs> yes, it is almost my birthday. It's, and it's pretty much your birthday when this episode comes out and everyone's listening. Yeah. It's a damn birthday. It'll be my birthday, which means so little in 2020. <laughs> it means like negative amount of stuff in 2020. Yes. Yeah. But well, I'm going to be, we're going to have margaritas. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to fiesta a little bit as much as we can. Exactly. Alone. <laughs> Alone. <laughs> To be honest, by those standards, I do feel like we celebrate my birthday three times a week. That's true. And I like that about us. It's is, true. You forced not... me to celebrate your birthday three times a week. I'm kidding. <laughs> I was like, am I forcing you to have an amazing time while eating tacos? I'm sorry I'm forcing you to uh, live our best lives. I'm just Fantastic. Uh, I cannot wait to celebrate your birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. And welcome everyone to, uh, well, it's interesting. I'm Jill Chacha and this is an in-betweeny. Oh yeah. In-betweeny 012. Uh, Today we're going to talk about what if you stuck your head in a particle accelerator? Amazing question. Um, (laughs) First of all, don't know what a particle accelerator is. It sounds very fancy. So I'm looking forward to learning what that is yeah, and uh, what happens if I stick my head in it. Great. Uh, hopefully I answer both of those questions. Uh, I, it's an in-betweeny, so we're going to briefly touch upon uh, these very complicated things. <laughs> I love it. Um, in, in the best of our ability. Uh, but before we delve into that... Uh, I want to give a shout out to all the countries listening to this podcast. Oh my God, so many countries. <laughs> this is a very international episode. And it takes a village to build a particle accelerator yeah. and a growing podcast. Yeah. So let's shout out, of course, the US. Yeah. But also Canada, Norway, Argentina, Sweden, Brazil. United Kingdom, France, Israel, Kenya, Italy, Ecuador, Spain, Australia, India, Switzerland, Singapore. Uh, Another one I can't pronounce. Czechia? 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 You know what? Welcome. Welcome. Mexico, Netherlands, Malaysia, Germany. Oh, (laughs) my God. Malaysian friends. Hey. How's it going? How's it going? Hope you're doing well. Hopefully we're teaching you all American curse words. All of them. If you learn anything, please just learn all of the horrible things we say. Yeah. And then say them. um, To everyone else. To everyone else. Especially Taurus. Exactly. It's just... Um, Where are we? Uh, Sticking your head in a particle accelerator. Yes. Tell me all about it. Okay. Now, just like the episode where we covered how to build a jetpack made solely out of machine guns. Amazing episode. Remember that? I do. (laughs) We ask you once again not to do the thing we talk about. Oh my God, please don't do this. Again, like I said, I don't really know what this is, but I already know that I'm not going to do it it or try to do it. Um, Well, you're one of the few Americans that probably wouldn't. 
and you know, when I wrote this, I was like, I should probably have like a warning because I am an American and I know what they're thinking. And I'm like, just don't, just don't do it. You know, just cause you American doesn't mean you American should. Yeah. Yeah. Fun As- fact. I put on <laughs> acrylic nails for funsies earlier. Oh yeah. And then afterwards I realized I didn't know how to take them off. And it was the most American moment ever. I was like, let me spontaneously do this thing. Impulsively, not spontaneous. Impulsively do this thing. And then I had these long fingernails. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I wanted to take them off immediately. Because so. they were so long. Ladies who do this every day. <laughs> how do you do it every day? I did end up getting them off. Um, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, and I watched the whole thing. Yeah, I, I I didn't really help much. Well, I read some instructions. You were you were morally supporting me, <laughs> essentially peeling these off one by one, and uh, and yeah, that was a really long tangent about being American and how embarrassing it can be. <laughs> You're just like, let me do something without reading yeah. any instructions, and it's going to be fine. Yeah, you just had not. the little trauma, and you're just working through it right now. I am. So, <laughs> I'm so, going to be okay. <laughs> uh, your fingers are normal. They're as the, right now. They're, are they're, they? Yeah. <laughs> you're back to normal as much as possible. Maybe. Um, I am back to normal, yes. The American doesn't mean you American should. I, uh, American should? Yeah, I was quoting the all-powerful JVN there. Amazing. Yeah, he, uh, he, I, think, I think he said that on an episode of uh, Queer Eye, I think. That or, feels right. That sounds familiar. I don't, I don't remember if it was Queer Eye or if it was... Um, oh, God. Anyway, I just know it came out of his mouth. Yes, yes. So, uh, so anyway, we should have... We should have started a while ago. Uh, if you're still here, thanks. Uh, let's begin. <laughs> <laughs> let's begin... Let's shall. Let's start by asking, what the fuck is a particle accelerator, yes. and why should we care? Yeah. First, they're my favorite kind of science. It's the kind where you have basic knowledge of a specific thing, and you decide to smash those specific things together just to see what happens. Amazing. I love this already. Yeah. And no matter what the result is, you discovered something, and you can take credit for it. What? That's, it's really great. Um, more accurately described by Wikipedia... A particle accelerator is a very complicated machine that uses magnetic fields to propel charged particles at very high speeds. Uh, These charged particles, most often protons and ions, are contained in well-defined beams, sometimes just one beam, sometimes two beams, running in opposite directions and towards each other. Interesting. Now, what does that mean exactly? Mm -hmm. Okay, this is what I'm... This is, I want you to picture. Okay, Okay. all right. Picturing. Picturing. Picture a long road. I'm doing it. Maybe it's a dusty road. I can see it now. Okay, maybe it was the one road in your hometown that for sure people were killed along on the 70s. I love this. I don't love this road, but I have seen (laughs) this road. A very cinematic thing is happening. Okay, fantastic. Um, At one end is a Dodge Challenger. I see it. Okay. Instantly. And at the other end is the name of another muscle car that I didn't bother to look up. Okay. okay. So I'm having, uh, what's that Quentin Tarantino movie um, with the girls? Oh, and the um, Challenger. 
Uh, death oh, proof. Death proof. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm getting death proof vibes. Death Continue. proof vibes. That's Sorry. perfect. Okay. Amazing. Now, imagine both accelerate. Okay. And they're barreling down this road. Okay. At top fucking speed. I can fucking see it. All with the intention of a head-on collision. Oh my god, no! <laughs> now, we know they're going to collide. We expect it, right? But every collision is different, and we can't look away from this gorgeous, disastrous impact. No you know, maybe an arm flies off. Oh god. Maybe a leg. And maybe both of those parts combine to form a whole new thing that explains the fundamental structure of the universe. What? <laughs> Basically, my friends, that's a particle accelerator and why they're cool. Fun, fun fact, my eyes were shut. They were. And I was hardcore picturing <laughs> the most amazing car accident in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, oh, we're going to get into it. It's going to be so cool. Awesome. Okay. Uh, there's about 30,000 accelerators functioning around the world right now. Really? But the most famous one is the LHC, the Large Hadron Collider, mm. located at the CERN facility, CERN, C-E-R-N facility. Um, 100 meters below the French-Swiss border, buried underneath, uh, buried underground, I should say, near Geneva, is the most powerful accelerator ever fucking built. It took 10 years over 10,000 scientists, hundreds of universities and laboratories from over 100 countries to get this thing built and running. Hence my shout out to every country listening right now. Oh my God, yes. Now, I'm going to show you a basic, basic bare bones blueprint of this thing. And okay. I'd like you to describe what the hell you see. Oh my God. <laughs> um... Okay, so my immediate reaction is I feel like uh, in high school, we read Dante's Inferno, and we had to draw the circles of hell and label them. Yes. And so that's my immediate thought. What, what's <laughs> happening is, but this is very cute. It's not hell. So <laughs> what's happening is I see a lot of labels. I see a circle kind of like uh, dipped a little bit, so it's more of an oval. And then I see a circle under it, and then I see arrows pointing to other circles, and I see words like booster and uh, SPS and Atlas and awake. I don't know what any of these things mean. Okay. Uh, again, this is a perfect fucking description. Thank you. Of Dante's Inferno, that little funnel thing. Yeah, happening. the funnel. Yeah. Uh, fantastic description. Uh, we're not going to get into what all of the names mean. We're just going to get in because it's an in between. But we're gonna we're gonna do just enough to make this goddamn entertaining. Now, yeah. according to the LHC's website, home.cern, okay. quote, the CERN accelerator complex is a succession of machines with increasingly higher en energies. Each, bleh, each machine accelerates a beam of particles to a given energy before injecting that beam into the next machine in the chain. This next machine brings the beam to an even higher energy and so on. The LHC is the last element of this chain. It's that big fucking circle right there. Okay. In which the beams reach their highest energies, end quote. So essentially each of these circles, uh, one energy or one beam goes through all these different circles and each time it gets to a different circle, it gains more energy. Fucking spot on. Did I get that? You got it. Oh, take that. <laughs> uh, uh, ninth grade biology. <laughs> That's um, right. I yeah. struggle to think of like 
<laughs> a science word. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you pointing I, fingers. I um, did not do well in science. But <laughs> I'm killing it right now, I think. You're killing it. <laughs> uh, not really. So how powerful is this fucking thing? A single beam is made up of 320 trillion particles. Okay, that's a lot. It is a lot. And by the time they reach the 17-mile-long ring, that is the LHC, they're moving at 99.9% the speed of light. Wow! That's right. Oh, wow. Get this. There's 1 billion collisions per second. Wow. That's right. And if one beam was making its way around that 17-mile ring, it would make over 11,000 turns per second. Wow. Yeah. That is extremely fast. That's extremely fast. <laughs> Very fast. Now, uh, what if we stuck our cute faces in front of that beam? Oh, no. <laughs> not our cute faces. <laughs> now, if you want to be realistic, you first have to deal with the temperature inside the tube where those particles travel. Uh, it's a balmy negative 450 degrees Fahrenheit, oh, which is not good. No. And plus, thanks to extraordinary safety measures, when any panel is opened or even a crack is detected, the whole damn system shuts down. Very smart. Very smart. One might think, with all of this in place, maybe at some point something happened. You know, there's always that one weird rule written down, and you say to yourself, Oh shit, somebody had to have done oh. something. Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So, yes, my friends, back in a simpler time, a time known as the 1970s, someone did pop their head into an accelerator and lived to tell about it. No. That's right. Oh no. But what exactly happened to their brain? Oh, we're going to find out after the break. Ah! <laughs> Be that way. Buy this product. Do it. And we're back. We're back. And Marissa uh, luckily has not applied anything else to her body. No, I no. have not. And I would like to clarify that I did that for art. <laughs> and I hate true. myself for what I just said. <laughs> I was doing it for an art project and it did not go well. I couldn't even put pants on. It's true. I had to help, help her put her pants on. Yes. And that sounds... I, I enjoyed that. I don't know if you did. Oh, I, I did. You're... <laughs> you did a great job. Okay, so that was win-win. So that was but a win-win. Was, win. I, yeah, I've... Yeah, I, I, I don't know how people with long nails put that... God bless them. God bless them. What a fucking talent. What a talent. Uh, I, yeah. Amazing. Huge yeah. respect. M- massive fucking respect. But so, anyways, not to tangent away... And talk about nails for F- fuck 30 it. minutes. If, if you have long nails and operate a particle accelerator, tell us how the fuck you do that. Oh my God, <laughs> please do. We can barely put on pants. Seriously. So. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. Welcome to it. Um, okay. Oh, we're, we're, we're traveling back in time. Yeah, we are. Okay. Uh, but not too far back. Just back far enough to a magical period called 1978. I'm there. July 13th, 1978, to be exact, in a little place once called the Soviet Union. Oh. Mm-hmm. Here, a 36-year-old researcher named uh, Anatoly Petrovich Bogorsky was tro- uh, toiling away inside the Institute for High Energy Physics in Protvino. Mm. <laughs> That's right. 
Protvino. Protvino. He was at the helm of the strongest accelerator at the time, okay. the Synchrotron U70, which sounds so 70s. It sounds so 70s. The but, Synchrotron but U70. Simultaneously, it sounds like a, like an indie electronic band that you only see on Spotify and never actually see them perform. Does that make sense? Makes complete sense. Yeah. There's so many bands that are the Synchrotron. Synchrotron U70. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. sorry. Continue back to the back to 78. <laughs> Beautiful 1978. You know, as things happen, everything was working smoothly until it wasn't. <sighs> and some part within the machine started to act up and malfunction. Uh, Bogorski did what any researcher would do, open the machine, take a peek inside and figure out what was wrong, right? Hmm. And indeed, Bogorski opened the accelerator, and looked inside, but he forgot one step. Shut the fucking thing off. No. (laughs) No! No! That's right. Oh, my God. Uh, In an interview with journalist uh, Masha Gessen, Bogorski said he felt absolutely nothing. Mm. The only thing telling him he was in serious danger was the all-encompassing white light that suddenly flashed and engulfed him. Great. The light was, in his own words, quote, brighter than a thousand suns, end quote. That's a bad sign. (laughs) Nope. Especially not in in the Soviet Union. Oh, no. That's not good. That's not good. Everything is supposed to be gray. Not, not, that's not, no, no. Uh, Now, I'm going to show you a picture of Bogorski and his injury, and I would love if you can provide a little bit of detail. Uh, I'm pumped. (laughs) Show it to me. Here it is. I mean, Uh, it's... Wow. Okay. Okay. One one thing at a time. All right. (laughs) So this is a profile shot. (laughs) It's a profile. It's one side of his head. It's one side of his head, and it looks like right next to his nose... Yeah. Um, like right in that little corner between like where the nostril and, and the rest of your face is, there's a hole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a pea-sized hole. A little bit bigger, maybe? Uh, it, it looks like, this is a black and white photo. Yeah. And, and we'll put it on our Instagram. Well, that's interesting, Pod. Um, but it looks like a dash. Like yeah. Cut right through his left nostril. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So there's this dash. And then on the back of his head, directly in a straight line, there's even a, a line drawn on this uh, photo. In the back of his head, a little bit of hair has been shaved off uh, for what I assume was where the, the other hole was. <laughs> yes. So essentially imagine that... Something went in a straight line from the front of his head to the back of his head. There are a couple other pictures here uh, explicitly (laughs) showing me where it went through the brain. And I'm just really thinking hard about it now. And I'm going to, this is one of those things where, you know, like right after you turn out the lights at night to go to sleep and you're like, "Mm, I'm ready to go to sleep. And then you close your eyes and then you just think for four hours about something. Yeah. Uh, this is what I'm going to lie in bed awake 
for four hours thinking about tonight. Yes, and hopefully everyone listening too will think about this. Yes, That's what we want. Enjoy. We want you to lose sleep. We're we're all going to do this together when... and think about this guy's uh, head hole. <laughs> two. He's got two. Two head holes. Head holes. <laughs> Is it just one hole though, going through two parts? I mean, oh, you, you know what I mean. You know, Is it that's one philosophical hole? and um, technically two, also technically one. There you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was deep. Let's let's argue about his holes on that was Instagram. Deep, just like his holes. <laughs> oh, I hate myself. <laughs> I'll go. Bye. It was so nice to be uh, Bye. Bye. Have a good birthday. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> luckily, luckily for uh, for uh, Bugorsky, um, there was only one proton beam firing at the time, and even luckily, even lucky. I'm sorry, I can't laughing because of the fact that you actually got up. I was about to leave. Okay. <laughs> Luckily for uh, Bogorski, there was only one proton beam firing at the time. And even luckier for him, he didn't die. And that was probably because of where the beam entered and exited. We're going to get into which hole was the enter and which hole was the exit. And that had a lot to do with his survival. But let's just get to the fun part and just talk about his injuries. So let's talk about Bogorski's injuries. Okay. Okay. Uh, Now, if we compared the... Synchrotron U-70 to the LHC, it's basically like a wind-up toy to the International Space Station. There is a huge difference in the number of protons that were shot at Bogorsky, but he was still shot with a radioactive particle beam moving moving nearly at the speed of light, which burned a hole through his skull. Okay? Oh, God, it really so, did. It really did. You know, still a thing that happened. Yeah. Um, now, immediately, the left side of his face ballooned beyond recognition. Horrifying. Several days after, the skin around the holes um, in his face and on like parts of his face, the left-hand side, uh, started to peel away. Oh, gross. <laughs> oh, oh Bogorski, I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's true, man. Um, despite the meme uh, burrowing through parts of his brain, Bogorski acted as the same man he ever was. He was able to finish his degree and become a full PhD. Fuck yeah. More than I was able to do, and I have no holes that I'm aware of in my brain. Amazing. Amazing. High five, everybody. High five. Now, unfortunately, though, he lost all hearing in his left ear and uh, experienced tinnitus in it. Very Um, frustrating. Yeah. Over the course of two years, the left side of his face became increasingly paralyzed, and most unfortunate, he had to deal with two very different types of seizures. Oh, no. Um, yeah. Petite mal seizures, where a person, uh, like, seemingly, like, stares off into space for a period of time. Ooh, oh. And the complete opposite, something called tonic-clonic seizures, uh, those involve extreme muscle rigidity and violent contractions. So oh. he, he went from one one way to a complete other. Like, okay. Yeah. Oh, poor guy. I know. On a positive note, question mark, um, the paralysis of the left side of his face coincidentally led to a lack of aging signs like wrinkles. Hey. Uh, so there you go. Sign me up, y'all. So. I- I'm turning... <laughs> I'm turning a, an older age tomorrow. <laughs> I'm not going to say, but man, if that's all it takes, let's, uh, let's pop one through 
Hold through your brain. Hold through my brain. There Put a go. couple in there, you know? <laughs> Let's get both sides of the face. We have to take a trip to the LHC for that. That's <laughs> going to be All really right. bad if we did that. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I can afford it. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, Geneva. Uh, so, again, he didn't wrinkle on one side of his face. And most importantly, he's alive. Yeah. Uh, now, like I mentioned just before, he's probably alive because of the path the beam took through his noggin. Mm. Uh, according to popsci.com, quote, when protons smash into a target, they fling off secondary particles in different directions. Oh, really? Which can themselves incite another round of collisions. As a result, beams create a hole that spreads out laterally the deeper it goes. The same could happen to your body. Rather than boring a hole a few microns wide, the beam might carve out a large cone of tissue. Holy shit. Yeah. <gasps> so that photo, it looked like a straight line, but it wasn't. It was more Surprise. of a cone. It was more of a cone. That's right. The deeper the beam travels into your head, the wider the wound becomes. Uh, luckily for Bogorski, the beam started at the back of his head, traveled downwards, and out his face. It's possible if it entered his face and exited the back of his head, there may have been more damage to his noodle. Yes, wow. specifically, there could have been damage to his cerebellum, which, according to Johns Hopkins University, uh, quote, the cerebellum in the back of the brain controls balance, coordination, and fine muscle control, like walking. Yeah. Uh, it also functions to maintain posture and equilibrium, end quote. Sounds very necessary. It's a thing. It's yeah. a thing. It's a thing. thing we all do a lot. Yeah, I'm thankful for mine. Mm-hmm. If the beam went anywhere near his brain stem... He'd be royally fucked. Quote, the brain stem at the bottom of the brain connects the cerebrum with the spinal cord. It controls fundamental body functions such as breathing, eye movements, blood pressure, heartbeat, and swallowing. I'm, I'm also thankful for that one. <laughs> That's a good one. That one's working That's real hard one. these days. So I guess you can call Bogorski the luckiest unlucky man to ever live and have the best injury story at the bar. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> right? That's my spin on it. That's the end of this in between 012. Happy fucking birthday. Thank you. Thanks to everybody who listens to all the countries that Thanks. we mentioned at the beginning. Everyone, we love you guys. Um, and... What yeah. else? What else? Yeah, what else? Uh, write to us with uh, interesting stuff. Well, that's interesting pod at gmail.com. DM us interesting stuff. Well, that's interesting pod on Instagram. That's right. Yeah. What are your bodily injuries that you that, that you that survived? Did did you did something happen to your brain and you are still <laughs> walking around telling the tale? Tell Should, us. Do we after COVID? It's you. Us and Bogorski in a bar. And Fuck we're yeah. we're just going to talk about our most serious injuries. Yeah. That sounds great. Yep. Uh, mine was, uh, I think, I don't know. I can't even think of one. <laughs> what was a serious injury? I fractured my wrist once. That's pretty boring. Yeah. And you just got a little oven burn. Oh, I got a pretty oh. sweet oven burn. Was making some, wait for it, scones. <laughs> they were pretty good. So it's worth it. Wild. Wild over here. Just wild. Fucking insane. Uh, stay interesting, everyone. Please do.